in this case for the guy out there who wants to be approached mm -hmm. from your tips or what, how you see like if he's blind how would he have to portray himself in public okay so fuck boys usually have the earrings sorry the yeah. i'm so sorry <laughs> sorry uh -huh. um they're usually more into fashion fashion like whatever's on style especially like whatever i see on tiktok like i can see that i can see that 100 main tiktokers out there hmm. i know what they dress like and i just if you look like the that, hoodies the earrings yeah. the okay cool cool mm -hmm. i don't know how else to explain their style like the shoes but i feel like shoes doesn't really have much to do with it so i don't want to say you that I, I get what you mean though. You yeah. could spot it. You yeah. could spot it. You're like, oh, that's fuckboy attire. Yeah. yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So anything that doesn't look like that, I would approach. And you would consider that nice. Yeah. Like, like he looks nice because he's not wearing that, or because he doesn't look like that. Yeah. Okay. That okay. Hate for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, I, I, we understand that you're actually in a relationship right now, right? Mm -hmm. Would you identify him as exactly you described? Well, okay, so off of looks, <laughs> off of looks, he's basically a fuckboy. Ah, uh, you're eating your uh, words. <laughs> I knew you making fun I'm, of me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get to this. <laughs> but I've known him from high school, and he never seemed like a fuckboy. He always seemed like more of a nerdy guy. Oh, okay. That's why I like him. <laughs> okay, he's just with the, the fuckboy style slash Yes, okay. kind of. Yeah. So... All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the New Age Podcast. I'm here with Charles, and surprisingly, we actually have our first, our first guest. guest. Yeah, so our first guest, um, for anyone that's out there, she's actually a really good friend of mine. Her name's... Violeta. All right. Also so, known as... Violet. Or V. <laughs> <laughs> or V. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that usually calls her V, and then just because I talk around, he, I guess, I feel like he's picked up on V as well. Um, so just kind of clarification before we get started, we do have some very spicy topics for you guys today. I know they are going to be very, very controversial and basically another episode of Trigger Warning. Charles, would you like to elaborate? You're so relaxed when you get an introduction. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> uh, so right off the bat for Trigger Warning, this is a pretty simple series, uh, but we have it with a guest to this time. This time, sorry about that. And Trigger Warning works pretty simple, meaning this is mostly based off our opinions, our experiences, or things that we've looked up on ourselves. So some things you may not agree with, some things you might. Either way, they're very controversial, but we hope, and you, we hope you come in with an open mind, open ears, and open heart, and maybe you can see the other perspective we're trying to give off. Other than that, uh... V, give us a quick story. Uh, we understand that you are in school, right? Mm, yes. As of right now, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, what would you say one thing right now that you feel like you could speak on, at least for school, at least in your perspective? Mm, I feel like you should just do whatever you want. Don't listen to other people and just go for it for school, I guess. Now, do you think in this case, um, and this is where we could tie in the first question, um, do you think in this case, like, I'm hearing a lot of stuff right now when it comes to um, school and 
grape culture. Mm-hmm. So, Dada, you want to ask that first question because I don't like getting on this too much. So that wasn't actually the <laughs> wasn't actually the first question. Okay, we go but, by my order. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just jump in, um, straight into it. And the first question actually becomes. How do you, how would you be able to distinguish someone who's been falsely accused of rape and someone who's completely lying? So, you know, are there, are there signs? Do you have to have a certain mindset jumping into it or, you know? I feel like you should always like try to believe and see what they have to say about the whole entire situation about being raped. And then I guess later on evidence or no evidence will come up and I guess that's that because I feel like a lot of people on social media, a lot of people have come out with grape or mm-hmm. being accused of grape and people getting canceled for it on social media. And then a lot of people are saying that it's true and other people are saying it's not true, especially the people's friends of the, um, can I say sexual abuser? You said it, so. <laughs> <laughs> So the sexual abuser's friends still always go on their side and try and say that they didn't rape the other person. And then there's this whole amount of people with the person who says that they got raped and they're all attacking this person. So I feel like you should try and see where the person who got raped, because you just never know until like more evidence and stuff comes out. So. So in this case, since we're talking about false accusations and believing them, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, do you think that it's, you know, that much fair on both sides for men and women? No. I feel like m- girls, I'm just saying from like what I've seen on social in society. Okay. So from what I've seen, it's usually people will always believe girls, females. And then whenever a guy comes out saying that they got raped, they're usually just looked down upon or they may get fun made out of because people just think that guys will enjoy it no matter what and that you don't need consent from them or whatever the case is. But that's not always true and guys can get raped and they don't get, they're not always believed. That's crazy. We're only four minutes in and we're already touching this kind of topic. Well, uh, I kind of want to touch more <laughs> into it real quick. Why mm-hmm. do you have me so low, bro? Put me up. Because... <laughs> there's reasons okay so cool 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 so uh i want to ask this in the case of um we're already on topic I, the reason why i brought up college is because grape culture is alive in college so alive that no matter what university you go to in the state of california mm-hmm. you do a grape orientation that basically conducts and talks about you know don't make these decisions um if this happens go to this person all that kind of stuff I would ask you, um, would you consider the grape culture in college as honest as the accusations are, like, consistent? Would you consider them to actually be that honest? Because there's a lot of accusations when it comes to college and university campuses where there's actually many times uh, the guys, or in this case, the athletes that are the guys, often are the accusers of grape. And there's been many different cases. I forgot there's that one guy. Uh, gosh, dang, I wish I would have brought some receipts. Uh, there's this one guy. It's a school. It wasn't California. It was, it was out of state. I think it was Oregon. And 
And there's also a Notre Dame student as well. And he got accused of rape culture, went to court, all that kind of stuff, was proven innocent. But because the school didn't allow that at all, and they're against that, of course, which is good, um, they stripped him of his enrollment plus his scholarship. So in this case, would you say, at least for majority of the accusations within school environment, to be as honest as they should be compared to the accusations? I feel like people in college are more immature and don't always think things through and think that they'll just get away with certain things, which is why I feel like there's a decent amount of false accusations about that. So, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just it's just in the case of, because we're, we're on the concept of let's try our best to believe them, mm-hmm. but majority of the false accusations um, come from college slash universities uh, out of all the accusations there are, majority of them that end up being proven false or the accuser um, ends up being proven that they're lying. Like my case is that, do you, do you agree with that? Or do you think in this case um, that we should still, I don't know if it's the right word to say this. <laughs> like um, believe them, basically? Well, of course we want to believe them, but um, of course we want to believe them but my main thing is majority of the times that in this case uh when guys are accused it's usually through universities and those are the false accusations my question was just do you agree or do you think that that's just you know happens like once in a blue moon that it happens just to no i think it i agree with you because it does happen because i like i said i think it's mostly because people are more immature at that age and even now like when they're older that'll happen too but i think it's because they're more mature and they'll just think that they'll get away with it just falsely accusing somebody of that and then since we're on the topic of guys as well do you at least um think that that's acknowledged as much in society when it comes to guys and grape culture as they are the victims uh, do you think it's acknowledged as much? Because recently they had the Johnny Depp part of the Me Too movement, but after Johnny Depp, it kind of faded. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, in society, I'm not just saying me, but mm-hmm. I'm saying in society, it's not as important as a girl being graped. And I don't think it's fair, but that's how it is, I guess. And I don't think it's fair, like I said, but I don't know. I just wish that people would understand that guys don't always want it because most girls, that's what I always hear in stories, that guys will always want it and you don't really have to ask for consent. And that's why that happens. I'm with that. Yeah, media and television, entertainment just portrays it as, yeah, guys are horn dogs. Give them, yeah. give them a cookie in the jar. They'll <laughs> snatch the cookie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then... That you had another question. I was going to say, I was going to throw something in um, with the whole Johnny Depp case and and that whole situation. Um, I just think social media took in a toll either against Johnny Depp or for Johnny Depp. But do you believe there's a way we can either combat it or find a way to actually like get an answer between who was actually raped and if that was a false accusation or not? Because I feel like with with Johnny Depp, I don't know if it was if it was grape in general 
or if it was the abuse. It was more of abuse. Yeah. Rather, it was just more physical abuse. But in that case, like, would you would you think that there's a way um, to determine if it's right or not, or like if he was being truthful about it? Mm-hmm. But outside of like what social media puts out there for people to see. Because a lot of people nowadays, they just see what's on social media and they just just immediately believe it. Exactly. (sighs) (laughs) And then can I give my opinion? Just let me know if you agree. Because I I think it's great, actually, that we have V here. Mm -hmm. Or at least uh, another insight as well. That's not just me and Dario. Because when it comes to topics like these, it's like uh, we don't want to listen to just two straight guys talk about things that regard women, you know? Mm So I'm going to give my opinion. Just let me know if you agree and what parts you uh, don't agree with if you don't agree. Okay. I think the reason why there's so many false accusations or the reasons why grape culture um, has been uh, extremely uh, like taken to the extreme rather than taken to the honest path is because of social media. Mostly because now you can go on to the internet and accuse someone and you will have the entire media on your side rather you have the media on your side before the jury in the court is on your side do you get me Mm -hmm. so i just feel like social media took all the righteous causes to an extreme and no longer made it righteous i agree with that because i do see a lot of people on social media saying or coming out that they got graped so i do get what you're coming or like Mm -hmm. where you're coming from so i do agree okay and I'm actually going to throw this extra question right now because Daddy is looking kind of confused. So, um, quick story, everybody. This is kind of off topic, but it's because I'm a guy and I want to know. So, quick story. Dario, everywhere he goes, <laughs> and just so you know, oh he goes to the God. mall. An interesting story, like a few episodes ago, Dario said, you won't find a good guy, you know, around the stores, out, you know, all that kind of stuff. But guess where Dario is every week? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to expose <laughs> you like that. But every single time he's out, he's always approached by a girl wanting his phone number am i correct you hear these stories mm-hmm. right okay cool Always. cool cool so it's not every time shh, <laughs> my story so i as another guy am like hmm that's crazy like bruh that's not really often ask the average guy that's not often so v my question to you is because i can't relate to that story i can't at all like that that doesn't happen for me but my question to you v is what makes a guy approachable, in this case, a stranger, mm-hmm. with the intentions of getting their phone number or, in this case, getting their ad, all that kind of stuff? Okay. So, for me, at least for me, okay, I don't like fuckboys. So, I will not approach a fuckboy. Daddy, he has earrings. <laughs> 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 and another thing is, um, if they don't seem like a nice person... Or if they just seem more like stuck up or mean or seem like they would bully somebody, I'm not going (laughs) to. Maybe the answer is one thing for me. (laughs) I'm not going to approach that person. And if they're with their friends, I'm not going to approach them either. So So if you're alone, it's probably a reason why you're getting approached. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because I'm out most often alone if I am out. Mm-hmm. but in this case would you say looks play a factor that's like the outweighing factor like you like oh, well, let's be honest let's, we're being real so mm-hmm. you would approach a guy who's an eight but doesn't look as friendly but he's still an eight really no but you approach mm-hmm. a, hold on, but would you approach a guy in comparison then that's a four 
but he looks like super friendly and we're talking about the intentions of you like this person yeah really i don't okay legit okay. Hey, i respect i respect <laughs> but, like, like i respect <laughs> if it's a stranger i'm gonna go off of looks basically and mm. i'm gonna just hope that you're a really nice person not a fuck boy not trying to play me but a nice person. I don't like how you're looking at me. You're saying that. Come on. Because <laughs> you look all oh, Dario tucked his earrings in the headphones. <laughs> I'm just gonna take them off. <laughs> so, I, I just go for the nicer guys. I don't care if you're like a ten or if you're a three. As long as you look somewhat nice. And you're not gonna play me then i'm perfectly fine so how does nice look can you give me like a description pretend i was blind okay mm-hmm. and i want to know how i'm supposed to portray myself in the case of i want to be approachable I and mean, i'm just pe- speaking for the guys out there who you know are like you know what i'll kind of appreciate because uh, we could agree me and dario we could appreciate when a girl approaches for sure oh, yeah. that's, that, mm-hmm. that, that's respectable hell yeah <laughs> um but in this case for the guy out there who wants to be approached mm-hmm from your tips or what, how you see, like, if he's blind, how would he have to portray himself in public? Okay, so. Fuckboys usually have the earrings. Sorry, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Um, they're usually more into fas- fashion, like whatever's on style, especially like whatever I see on TikTok. Like, I can see that. I can the, see that 100 uh, main tiktokers out there mm. i know what they dress like and i just if you look like the that, hoodies the earrings yeah. the okay cool cool mm-hmm. i don't know how else to explain their style like the shoes but i feel like shoes doesn't really have much to do with it so i don't want to say you, that I, I get what you mean though you yeah. could spot it you yeah. could spot it you're like oh that's fuckboy attire yeah. yeah i get it <laughs> yeah so anything that doesn't look like that i would approach and you would consider that nice. Yeah. Like, like he looks nice because he's not wearing that or because he doesn't look like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. Like, I hate for this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I like that. That's a, that's, a, that's a good, interesting answer. I mean, it's just personal preference for me. I'm not uh-huh. saying all girls are like that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just for me. No, I mean, I just want to say, like, it, it's interesting because when I'm ever out, I'm either dressed nice, like dressed formal. Mm-hmm. or i have just anime stuff that i threw on i'm just like i'm just gonna be out kind of thing it's not like oh i'm wearing what's tiktok trendy or mm-hmm. you know the 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 old fuckboy black and white like all kind of thing right yeah. i was like that's not me yeah i have earrings but like <laughs> you know and, and the thing the other thing i feel like kind of takes into effect is um my dialect Mm-hmm. When I talk, I'm like, yes, ma'am, or yes, please, this and that. I'm not like... Manners. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here like... Si, senor. That's, I'm not like, you know, <laughs> nah, I'm good, or... I, I, don't, like, I, I don't know how to, like, how what to, you how trying to explain to say? it. Huh? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say it in a way where, like... Why are you looking like, down? Why aren't you looking at me? Huh? Because <laughs> if I turn my head, the mic doesn't get it correctly. <laughs> just messy. Anyways, it's just, like, it makes sense... At least for me, because I'm 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 either dressed like one way or the other, mm-hmm. and but usually it's I get approached when I'm alone or when I'm with a group of friends. But then I like you're like I, I separate myself yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't approach a person if they're in like a whole group. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. Like if somebody rejects me, I'm not gonna embarrass myself and put myself out there in front of a whole group of people mm-hmm. just to get your number. I'm a 
try to get you out of that group or just if you're alone, then I would do it. Right. Now, I want to throw something in there before you start jumping in. But um, <laughs> for anyone that's out there, women, Mm-hmm. that see a man and they want to approach them but oh. they're like you know they're nervous or they're shy or indecisive of whether they should or not is there anything you know you'd like to tell them i've never approached a guy ever really <laughs> never <laughs> i'm so shy do you think it works though yeah for sure i feel okay. like guys really appreciate it yeah. when mm. girls go to them instead of it's guys rare. coming it really is. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that, so I don't know what to say. Oh, okay. Mm. Just besides, ladies, don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we understand that you're actually in a relationship right now, right? Mm-hmm. Would you identify him as exactly you described? Well, okay. So off of looks, <laughs> off of looks, he's basically a fuckboy. Ah, uh, you're eating your own words. <laughs> But, I knew but, me. <laughs> I knew we were gonna get to this. <laughs> but I've known him from high school, and he never seemed like a fuckboy. He always seemed like more of a nerdy guy. Oh, okay. That's why I like him. <laughs> okay, he's just with the the fuckboy style slash. Yes. Trend. Okay. Kind of, yeah. So you're with him, and we're talking about what guys already appreciate. So you know how guys give girls flowers because they appreciate it. It's been like a lifetime gesture. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the equivalent? for guys receiving flowers or would you say it's legit guys receiving flowers like what's the equivalent that when girls receive flowers they feel this huge emotion towards them Mm -hmm. they feel this great appreciation this gratitude this sense of love and care um what's the equivalent for that for guys the way i see it i think it's just flowers because i don't know what a guy what else a guy would want instead of flowers like i could get you food but you can get me food back so what's the equivalent of flowers for a guy? And I say guy because I literally showed up to my guy's, to my boyfriend's house <laughs> <laughs> with flowers. And I surprised him and I gave him flowers. His parents questioned it, but I mean, well, it doesn't matter. Mm. Nadia, would you take flowers? Oh, I'd happily take, take flowers. <laughs> no, would, I, you? I gonna, I was, would you? Would you, Charles? <laughs> no, no. Charles is like, any romantic thing, he and his partner believe it's gay. Like, okay, so if she don't actually, use that word, bro. Believe it's <laughs> it's I don't know it's how extra. Else um, so if she came up to your house she and has. gave you flowers, she, she has? has. Did you throw them away? Did you keep them? See, this one look like a bad guy. Say okay. here, mom. These are listen, for you. No, no, listen, listen. <laughs> okay, so quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, it comes across this. We discussed this already, so it's okay. Um, quick story. There was a moment, so one thing I'd done since we began, even just as like kind of just us hanging or the moment we were like already like, okay, we're pretty sure we want to date each other, but let's just keep seeing it out. Mm-hmm. I always gave flowers uh, every chance I could. Mm-hmm. Not every chance I could, but like, Whenever you know, like, you can. but like I never wanted to make it like every single day where it's annoying. So I'll do it. I'll, I'll balance it. Like, okay, I haven't given to you like in a couple of weeks. I'm going to give you some flowers. I don't know where. Show up to your work. Flowers. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Pull up on my bike. Flowers. Okay. So and i'm assuming in her mind she's like you know what i'll do the same thing so far in all honesty everything i do it's like i could do that too you know so mm-hmm. um but i get i get the care behind it so so she did show up with flowers one time and my initial reaction was oh <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, like okay look here me personally mm-hmm. um i'm home 
only to sleep and when i sleep it's six hours a day to work out extra two hours so i'm home eight hours a day mm -hmm. so to me any plants or flowers it's like it's gonna die in my possession so i don't see it as like a uh like we could use this for something else that would be like nice or cool but an equivalent for me to flowers just because for me flowers is not that it's good it's just that <laughs> it's not useful for me personally mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things where it's like but there was there she does do things where she knows i always carry mitts and chapstick so randomly i should bring me mitts and chapstick mm -hmm. she knows i have like five whiteboards in my room so she'll bring me whiteboard markers you get me mm -hmm. so i the way in this case of how he's describing and how i know she feels when i bring her flowers i feel that when she brings things that i know that were thought that came out of thought mm -hmm. not, and not like expensive things like yeah. cheap things as if they're flowers like gum even gum gum mint yeah. chapstick mm -hmm. uh my favorite drink is like a naked protein she'll bring a naked pro stuff that's like that same price of flowers but if not cheaper it's just that i know i know how do you know she knows i don't like flowers so she goes the other step of i know what he does like and what he will find useful so mm -hmm. i get so for me i my equivalent of flowers is kind of like how i know you would find use to these flowers it, anything that's like small cost and honestly just a small thing that's found useful that's mm. just for me though makes sense yeah but it's, it's crazy because you know i have a different perspective and the people around me as, as whether it's family or friends they kind of agree with what i like what how i yeah, said no, it I'm, I'm sorry so, i'm just i'm just like the least romantic guy you ever <laughs> actually that's a lot i'm very romantic i'm just not that cheesy romantic it's not even cheesy it's just nah i'm central romantic don't step on my level but um what i was gonna say was and and i kind of brought it up earlier was the fact that for a man he's only given flowers at his funeral or mm -hmm. like you know that's like basically the first time he's received flowers so bring me mints and chapstick <laughs> 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 naked proteins <laughs> but um it's just, you know, it's not not to say it's like a curse or, you know, something bad. But that's why, you know, when somebody was asking me what, you know, how would I receive flowers? You know, just like how I would respond and how a lot of people that I know would respond is like, fuck, yeah, you know, I want some flowers, too. Hmm. Like, to me, that's that's the equivalent of how I would give it to you. But now I know you know, you're not afraid to give me flowers because of the whole stereotype of you know, a woman shouldn't be, or, you know, it's like it's rare for a woman to give a man a flowers mm -hmm. kind of thing. Now, the other thing I was going to say, and, you know, this can happen quite often or whatever the case may be, but physical touch can be the equivalent. It doesn't have to be. I can agree on that. And that's why yeah. I bring this up. It doesn't have to be like, like items. It doesn't have to be physical. Like, you know, mm -hmm. here, you know, here's a card. Here's a, a letter I wrote you. Obviously, it has its own sentimental feeling, mm -hmm. but also just physical touch, hanging out cuddling while watching movies like stuff like that that is the equivalent as well at least from my perspective okay i could agree with that one i'll just say in the sense of physical touch just so people don't get the wrong interpretation we don't <laughs> just mean obviously like actual encounters okay mm -hmm. we mean in this case literally just small things are like i'm walking and you hold my arm mm -hmm. boom that's flowers <laughs> wait when you when you wrap your arm around our like what's this area called the bicep tricep yeah like when you do that that is a flowers. plus that yeah flowers so it's like, I, not, not just holding hand but like mm -hmm. you know grabbing yeah, the arm yeah that's stroke my hair so i can fall asleep kiss flowers mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, had, I had a pause to listen, but yes. But I know you came in already with um, an opinion on a pretty edgy mm-hmm. topic. So I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. <laughs> I'm leaving this to you. <laughs> Ask me then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we're, we're going to bounce around between the three of us. Mm-hmm. But this is going to yeah. be more of not man versus woman, but just don't, don't, the different don't, don't say that. The different just aspects. Obviously, yeah, different views. Just the different yeah. views, based different off aspects. of our own experiences. Because obviously, we're two mm-hmm. completely different genders. So, mm-hmm. But the um, question would be do you think people in today's day are more lenient about abortion now? Or is it equally, if not worse, than it was before? And, you know, we'll kind of give a rough of five to ten years. Okay, can we first say if we're pro-life or pro-choice? If you want to. Okay, no, so... up to you. You so, go first. <laughs> <laughs> I go last. <laughs> I'm pro-choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I said <laughs> I go last. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is where, like, I, like, I don't know the difference. <laughs> this is like pro-life where you like you're selfish no pro-life means that you believe there should be no abortions pro-choice means it's the woman's decision Mm -hmm. pro-choice is what i would say and all let me turn up this mic (laughs) (laughs) put down my mic i'm not turning your mouth In all honesty, for me, I really don't stand on a side. Meaning, there's parts of me in this case, and I'll give explanation on why. Mm -hmm. Because it really does depend on the situation. So meaning, if it's me and my partner, okay, and I want to choose to accept full responsibility and do whatever I have to do for Mm -hmm. the child in this case, let's say like a child were to come, I would be in that case pro-life because... In that case, I, I don't care if we have to go to court. I'll fight it because I can, I will take care of this. You mean I will do what I have to. But in this case, it's someone else that doesn't involve me or my family. I would stand in the pro-choice area just because of the fact that I know I'm not going to go out there and provide financial um, mm-hmm. security for everybody out there. No, obviously just for the ones I am encountered with and anybody within my family that I have the ability to provide financial security, emotional security, all that kind of stuff. I would be pro-life in that sense. Meaning, well, that's exactly just what it means. Only in the case of that, if it's my sister, as a family member who loves her, and if she wanted to, you know, go mm-hmm. off to like do an abortion, I would first try my best I could do to whatever I had to do, court whatever I had to do, but like, let me take possession of the child. Mm-hmm. So you would go to court to have her child, basically? If it's family, yes. If it's not family, mm. I'm not going to touch it because that's not my family. Okay. That's where it's pro-choice. You're not my family. That's your choice. But mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned with my family, there's values I want to preserve. And the fact that I would only want to see, I wouldn't want to see a family member of mine do something out of fear and me just know that it's being done out of fear or being done out of um like, I was always told this, your initial reaction is never the f- best reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just something I was always told when it came to military. It's like, your initial reaction is never your best reaction. Process, then attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would, in this case, 
if it's family or anyone I could provide security, emotional, financial, all that kind of stuff to, I would be pro-life in that sense. Like, if I lose the case, I lose the case, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, I can't do anything about it, cool. But I would try every attempt I could to give the child life. Um, but if you're not my family, hey, you're not in mm-hmm. my protection bubble. So, pro-choice. So just for yourself, it's just pro-life and your family. And then everybody else is just pro-choice. Just because Mm -hmm. I I stand strong for doing whatever I could do for my family. That's why. Okay. Makes sense. So what was the question exactly? (laughs) Before you try to get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So do you believe it's become more lenient, the the topic of abortion? I'm able to say it, right? The topic yeah, of it. I, don't, or, I didn't see that or, one on YouTube monetization word. Mm. I can't say that word. <laughs> um, the topic or just the action in general, has it been more lenient, leniently seen by people around you or has it been more frowned upon, maybe less, mm. about the same? Because of social media, I've always... I'm sorry, I'm going to bring TikTok up again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But on TikTok, <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> on TikTok, it's... Somebody will make a vlog saying, oh, I had an abortion today. And they'll make a whole vlog out of it. And then I go to the comments to see everything, what everybody's saying. And then it's a mix. People are really mad at her for even showing it on social media. And she's... Um, people are attacking her for getting views off of it and just getting more, like, attention out of it. But then there's the other side saying just being so supportive and just nice to that person and wishing them well for everything that's happened to her with the whole abortion thing. So I don't know if it's lenient, especially with social media, but I mean, there is hate and there are supporters because there's like a mix of people's experience and stuff like that. What would you say? What do you guys say? Honestly, I, I don't know what kind of side of TikTok you're on to be getting these kind of videos. <laughs> but Bro, I got one of a monkey like eating banana <laughs> after like poked his butt. <laughs> I don't get that side of TikTok. <laughs> oh. You, oh, you're waiting for me. You don't even want to say anything, huh? Uh, honestly, I just feel like it's gotten a little more lenient Mm -hmm. from my perspective at least because of social media and um, I believe a few years ago they came out with a a movie that out of nowhere was like rising I guess you could say getting a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and my family from both sides my mom and dad are very very religious Mm -hmm. so um, some of my aunts went to go see it out of curiosity, even though they had that mindset of uh, pro, uh, pro-life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just feel like nowadays people just, you know, see what's on what's on what's on the Internet, whether it's TikTok or Insta or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, some either put themselves in the in, in, in the the shoes of that person and are like you know what i would have made that same decision so i'm going to support her and then there's the people that you know 
whether it goes back to religion, goes back to mindset or whatever the case may be. And now they're against it and they're mm-hmm. giving hate and all that, too. But um, I just feel like through through social media, there are certain ways you can shut that out. Obviously, you can mute the comments or you can mute mm-hmm. you know the, the messages and stuff. You can put yourself on private. Like you could do things to like block away both outputs. But I just know beforehand, like, you know, back when my mom and dad were teenagers or young adults, a lot of it was the whole family was like, you know, in one town and word spread real quick. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're getting like all of your family members giving you different opinions, different outputs of both, you know, supportive and mm-hmm. um, the opposite. And I just feel like with that, because there was not much of a a social media input, it felt it felt more difficult to deal with because you couldn't mute the comments. You couldn't obviously it's you know you're gonna hear it from somebody if it's family, the word's gonna spread all over the place. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna hear it no matter what. And that's just something obviously at that point you're gonna be replaying in your head over and over and over again. And on top of that. You might have, like, you know, I see this cousin as, like, a sibling, as my sister, as my brother. And they just said that about me. And now, you know, now I feel even worse. And now this and that. Mm -hmm. While in social media, once again, you know, you could block them or you can mute their comments. Whatever whatever the case. So I just feel like it's gotten a little more lenient. And the other thing is I haven't heard as much controversial stuff from it than what I would have I would have been hearing while I was still at school growing up. Because, like I said, my family's very religious. So mm-hmm. I would hear topics here and there from my mom, from my tia, specifically, from, specifically the women. But, you know, obviously, it's for that same reason, they have to make the choice. <laughs> so my mom wanted me to be a priest. obviously (laughs) obviously i'm far from that but that should give you an idea of exactly what type of culture i grew up in Mm -hmm. um but the way i would speak on this is the same way i would tell someone who doesn't want to go to college because they don't want to inherit that much debt Mm -hmm. meaning if your parents aren't going to pay your full tuition then it shouldn't be their say in my way, that's how I respond when it comes to abortion. If your parents aren't going to fully fund the child, then they shouldn't get a say. That's just how I stand on that. So uh, as for the case of is it more lenient or not, I do think it's much more um, prevalent. I'll say that for sure. And you're always going to have con- uh, criticism to anything that involves free choice. But I would say it's definitely, um, how do you say, there's more supporters now than there ever has been uh, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. The support group for pro-life, my bad, for pro-choice um, was minimal like 15 years ago to the point where you were like considered an extremist. You were, you know, insane in that case. Um, and you really lost a lot of court cases. But now there's such a big support group behind it that I would say it's it what was the exact question the word you used that's like you use that word what the word you used lenient? 
huh lenient? yes i would say it's definitely more lenient but i don't want to say lenient as in accepted i'll say lenient as in there's a bigger support group behind it to fund it and keep supporting it mm-hmm. that's what i'll say so i wouldn't say it's accepted but i would say it has a bigger support group than it did before so kind of going off from this conversation not going off but you know continuing if you were to find out that you were going to be a mom tomorrow mm-hmm. you know what actions would you take how would you react you know kind of talk us through us of what's going on in your head and what, what, you, what you know what you're thinking of mm-hmm. so if i found out i just took the pregnancy test and it says positive i would freak out <laughs> freak out i thought she was gonna say i'll go buy another one to make sure <laughs> <laughs> i was really thinking you were gonna say that well, I probably should do that too. <laughs> but I would freak out, obviously. I feel like I would have to see where I'm at in life and see if I can take care of a child where I'm at right now. And then I would have to go with the baby daddy and talk to him and see if we're both financially stable to have a kid, if we even want kids, and if it's even a right choice right now. Basically going off of like financially stable and if we could get a home, because I'm pretty sure he's not going to want to live, have me and a whole different baby in his house. Because he already has like four siblings, mom and dad, full house. And then my parents, they're... So my sister, stepsister, yeah, my stepsister, she got pregnant at the age of like 15, 14, and my dad kicked her out. Just cut her out. So if that were to happen to me, he would do the same thing or even worse. So I, it just depends on me on the baby daddy and then what's going on in my life right now. And then I would make my decision off of that. So I can't give you like a for sure answer because depending on him too. So yeah. What would the um, circumstances be in this case for you to be, okay, I can hold on to this child versus with these circumstances like I, adoption or in this case i would have to abort it uh-huh so for me i would have to say i have to be financially stable okay. to keep it i don't want to be broke and not being able yeah, to provide for my child just giving it like being worried if i can't even give it formula or something so i would have to be financially stable because i would have to obviously move out from my house so that's a huge thing. And then, what else did you ask? Or was that uh, what it? would be the circumstances for you to be like, you know what, I can do this? Financially stable. So so in this case, well, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's an honest answer though. Yeah. yeah, like let's be real, like money matters for kids. Mm-hmm. Does money matter for marriage? In my opinion, you know, statistically speaking, your money grows the longer you're married because obviously the longer you live, the more you make more money. Mm-hmm. But for as for a child, money matters. Yeah, for sure yeah okay mm-hmm. just flick me <laughs> <laughs> in this case i i want to ask um dario we actually touched the episode yeah. on this recently but how would you react if you had a partner and she said i don't want to continue with this as in she wants to abort the child how would you handle the situation and would you you know in this case bring it to quarter do what you can this is where it's tough because you know me like you know i'm 
I'm gonna watch what I say before I say something because <laughs> you, no, you, you're gonna you clip it. You're gonna you're gonna do something. You gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm just like I, I get very happy and positive when I'm around kids. I'm trying to watch what I'm saying. I'm trying, trying to figure out how I can say this without you know. You just love spending your time with kids. That's sarcastic. I don't mean it in a like well, molestation way. It's because okay. I feel like you're waiting for me to say yeah, and then you're gonna start laughing. I didn't mean it in that way. But uh, you know, I just I'm gonna bite the bullet. I you know I enjoy spending time with little kids <laughs> but um and i just i get along with them very well and i'm like the second oldest uh on my dad's side of the family so growing up i always had my younger cousins around so i you know was always getting along with them and even to this day i still have young younger cousins you know that little are, brother mm. and you know like it's just it's it's crazy having fun with them and, you know, making these memories as if, like, you know, they, you know, they, they were my siblings or, or someone close to me. And I just feel like I'm at a point where mentally I am very mature and I feel like I'm just ready for, like, my next step and, like, my next steps in life. So I'm not going to lie. Part of me, like, wants to have a kid and I know, like, I can handle the finances and everything as well. But then part of me is like, you know what? Doesn't mean I'm gonna go rush out and find the first person. Bam, you know, kind of thing. Like, no. Plant some trees. <laughs> but um, I just I know for me it would be a very tricky situation because of that, like that excitement I would get being told, like, "Hey, we're gonna have a kid." Mm -hmm. Obviously, I would I would think up and and we talked about this or you mentioned this uh, when we had this kind of similar uh, conversation in the podcast. But um, you know, I would I would see who my partner is and see if I can trust him. See if I can, if if I'm confident that the two of us can raise our you know our child to come. But um, it would just be a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of things going across my mind. Definitely emotions going across my mind. But. <laughs> Uh, a lot of emotions and a lot of was that V? No. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I feel like I would just be very, very. Um, what's the word? Conscious of her decision, whether she wants to keep the baby or not. And at that point, it would be me support me, me having to push to the side my emotions and talk to her about, okay, you know, can we do it financially? Can we do it emotionally? The you, you and I, you know, can we do such and stuff? Are we able to secure that we are going to be able to do this and not just, you know, put the baby up for, um, for adoption? Because I would feel like it's either, you know, we keep it or we don't. Mind me if I jump in real quick. Yeah. So an interesting thing, at least according to Planned Parenthood, majority of women who actually 
decide I don't want to abort, but I do want to put up for adoption and end up going to court to fight to keep their baby afterwards. Do you feel like that's a contradiction in this case? Like, how do you say it? Like, so initially, uh, this was reading, I was like, it's two out of six women. So it's not a big number, but it's mm-hmm. still a number that um, women who decide not to abort because they don't want to abort, but they understand they're not ready for the baby. Then they have the baby. Obviously, the moment you see like a child come out of mm-hmm. you, that's such an emotional connection that they end up going to court to fight the contract they just signed to give up their child. Um, like, how would you go about that? Let's say that that happened in your scenario that, you know, you guys decided for adoption and boom, she goes through the whole labor and then boom, she's like, I don't want to give up my child. Well, first, I, honestly, I don't believe it would have gotten to that point because like I said, mm-hmm. I would have either said to keep or not to keep. But if theoretically speaking, you know, we are in this position, knowing me with my emotions and how I'm feeling, you know, maybe not exactly how she's feeling the moment the baby comes out of her, but like me being there and going like, that's also my kid. Like, you know, if she's now trying to fight court to be able to get that, to to be able to get our kid back, I'm going to be there completely supporting because... You know, obviously that was that was her decision as well, but I just know, like for me, emotions and and everything is gonna just just gonna jump in as well and make me want to back her so we can keep the kid. But that's just that's just me personally speaking. I'm over here. I'm, so, I'm over here looking, looking at Charles, and I look over at V. And it looks like you're about to cry. No. So so in in summer, you're saying then you would. In this case, just support either decision. Yeah. Okay. But the, I, I think like one thing I would do though is I just feel like I would throw in the option that okay, you know, let's say you don't want to have like you don't want like you know abortion is like an iffy, so you're you're still yay or nay, but you feel like you can't take care of the baby. I feel like I would probably jump in or step in and be like, then let me take care of the baby. I can the take care of the Exactly, yeah. I feel like I would then just jump in and do and, and throw that, at least put that on the table as, as an op- uh, offer or opportunity and see how whoever, you know, my partner is at the time, see how they respond, see what they say. Okay, question. So if she says that she wanted an abortion and she ends up going through with it, would you resent her for it? Oh. Because it is your child as well. Oh. And then also. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and also, um, would you, would that be like a deal breaker? Like, would you cut it off with her if that did happen? Good questions, right? That's, that's a good one. Like, <laughs> yo, you hit me and you were asking him. <laughs> So I'll, I'll respond and then I'll let Charles respond. Too, Who said I'm going to respond? <laughs> no, you're, you're responding now. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I would personally have resentment for sure. Just because, like, like I said, you know, like not too long ago, like I'm at, I'm at a point right now where mentally, like, I want to have a kid. I want to start making memories with with you know someone I just brought into my life. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, I'm I'm gonna be hurt. I'm gonna be feeling some type of way. But just personally speaking, I've gone through much. I've gone through so much in my life to where I can handle things on my own and hold it in. 
So I, you know, I'm not gonna make it obvious. Like I resent you because of the, the, I, I can resent you because of the, the decision you made. Obviously, I'm gonna feel that way inside, but I'm not gonna show it. Verbally say it or anything. But it it wouldn't be a deal breaker unless she kept bringing it up afterwards. Like you know, like let's say we were to get into a fight or into a dispute or something, and she kept throwing in that I had made this decision and and. Obviously, you know, I'm going to be one side of the table if, if she's um, pro-choice, right? Um, and if she's just constantly, like, bringing it up and always attacking me about the same thing or same decision, then obviously at that point, it's going to, like, you're basically trying to get to my point of, of tipping over. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would say it would be, a like, a, a red flag or the time for me to just, you know, take mm-hmm. my stuff and go kind of thing. But now, you know, now to you. <laughs> yeah, let's say if it happened to you and your girlfriend, let's mm-hmm. say... Um, yeah, let her, let her hear this. <laughs> let's say that she's pro-choice and she mm. really wants to get an abortion because she really feels like she can't. Would you resent her if she actually did it? Because it is your child. Would you resent her? And would you end up breaking it, breaking it off with her? Okay, so let me just clarify something. Let me clarify something (laughs) real quick. We've already had this discussion Mm -hmm. just because we ask every hard question within like the first few months we were dating. We said, let's get these questions out the way so we don't waste each other's time. Mm -hmm. So I already know where she stands on this. Mm -hmm. um, And but I'll answer in regards if she did decide to go pro-choice. One thing's for sure, the relationship will never be the same. Whether she chooses to keep the baby or abort the baby. The relationship will never be the same. But I would rather, in this case, the relationship never be the same. Let's just say it goes downhill both ways. Mm-hmm. I would rather it go downhill in regards to us keeping the kid, meaning if we didn't go that route. Resentment's just such a song it's a strong word, but it would make it harder to continue. Just because um it would be one of those things like uh what I tell him is I never call her my girlfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. I call her my partner because I believe in in order for a relationship to work out well, it must be a full one hundred, one hundred thing. So if that decision was made and i had an opposing side of we trust me i'll do whatever it takes like if it's the financial part i got that covered that's no issue Mm. i'll find a way to make it covered but if that still wasn't enough then it'll be hard to look at her as my partner because at the end of the day i didn't desire a girlfriend i didn't desire an f buddy i didn't i desired a partner so it'll be hard to look at her as my partner if there wasn't a partner-like decision it's like a business transaction if you chose to close this deal and i didn't want to close this deal i don't know if i could do business with you anymore Makes that's sense. that's that's the hard part that's like ah but <laughs> it's just because i stand strong on partner so it would be hard to Makes still sense. see as a partner but i want to close off with one question and this is just a little fun little question mm-hmm. so what is one question you wish we could have asked you that you feel like, you know, I feel like I could talk on this. 
I don't know. <laughs> you don't have nothing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I'll throw know. a different question at you then. <laughs> okay, so in this case, what would you tell um, at least for the women out there mm-hmm. in today's day and age where they're not being believed on grape culture and they're facing a tough decision between this conversation we just had on keeping versus not keeping so with grape involved right let's not involve grape my bad okay, okay that, let's just <laughs> let's just talk specifically on um whether keeping it or not keeping it keeping and not keeping but on a second question separately um what would be your last comments on grape culture and then on a sec on a third question separately <laughs> what is just one piece of advice you want to give to the women out there in today's day and age okay so for the female out there who have a choice either to keep it or to not keep it i feel like you should just go through all your decisions go with the baby daddy if there's no baby daddy then just look at all your options see if you can either keep it if you can try to get help from other people from friends family and if not you can um, adopt the baby and if that doesn't work out for you then you can come to the conclusion of abortion if that's what you want to do second question was grape um, culture mm-hmm. like what my thoughts are about it just your final thoughts on it and at least um do you think it's i don't want to say positive thing no but do you think it is being handled properly today mm, i feel like on social media because Grape culture, that's where I mostly see it. Like, I honestly don't hear it from people. I see it on social media. Like, I hear people talking about it on there. So, I feel like... <laughs> um, what was the question again? Is it being handled <laughs> properly in today's day and age? Did we make okay. it worse? Did, in like the, in the, did we make the cause more beneficial to the point where women who are part of the Me Too movement are being heard properly? Or did we make it worse to the point where now more false accusations are happening that the righteous part of the movement is no longer righteous? I feel like the righteous part of the movement isn't righteous anymore as much. Because I feel like a lot of people just take it to their advantage and they don't make a smart thought or they don't make a smart... They're just not smart about it. Mm-hmm. And they just want to accuse anybody because they're hurt or that person did something bad to them and they just want to get that person back and falsely accuse that person or just for... I'm not saying all people do it for attention, but some people do it for attention and just say horrible stuff about them and saying... <laughs> and saying that they got um, graped. So, Yeah. And then for that last question, just any tips, advice, final comments you want to give to the women out there, at least for them to find happiness, success, whatever it is that you believe puts you in such a good area that you believe you're in and you would want to share with the women out there for today. I feel like you should just focus on yourself and do whatever makes you happy. Even if a lot of people don't agree with you, just go for it. At the end of the day, you're living your life for yourself and not for other people. I like that. (laughs) Other than that, my name is Charles. My name is Dario. My name is Violet, or V. (laughs) (laughs) And this is New Age Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace.